Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, May 24th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs talk today, and that's what you'll hear on the show. It's the second phase of off-season workouts, and Wednesday was the third workout of the week. Patrick Mahomes, Nick Bolton, and Andy Reid share their impressions of what they saw, and you'll hear them in that order. Also, Mahomes discusses his contract status, his thoughts on the wide receivers group, and the new tackles. He wraps things up with a response about his brother Jackson, who's been in the news lately because of some trouble with the law. Bolton tells us where he spent the post-Super Bowl months, including a trip to his college, Missouri. Why was he there? Bolton fills us in. Finally, Andy Reid shares his thoughts about several players, but perhaps the most revealing thing he said involved why the Chiefs aren't carrying a fullback on this year's roster. Okay, let's get started. Hey, Patrick, you've got a new backup now behind you with Blaine. Yeah. Uh, how did you get to know Blaine so far? What are your kind of first thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, first off, I, I know, knew of Blaine from Chad, uh, them playing Jacksonville mm-hmm. together, and Chad spoke very highly of him. Um, and then since he's been in the building, he's been a, a, a true pro, and um, he's, he's came in. You can see the talent. You see why he was a you know, bleak top ten draft pick or a first-round draft pick and the arm strength and everything like that, and he was just backing up with Tom, so I'm asking him for any advice he can give me because if you're learning from that guy, you're learning from the right guy. So uh, just another good quarterback, good guy that can be in that quarterback room. One of the changes you guys have is a new, new offensive coordinator. You know, Nagy mm-hmm. was here obviously with you before, and then it can be again. What's the kind of transition been like for him to be the OC right now? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been easy, I think, for me, just because I was here when he was the OC uh, the first time. Um, obviously, EB will be missed. I mean, the way he was able to take us and lead us to the, the offense that we've had these last few years. So he'll definitely be missed, but I, I'm glad that it's someone that I, I'm comfortable with, someone that I've, I've worked with before. And I think the guys are starting to learn on how he wants things done. I mean, even though it's the same system, it's obviously a little bit different on, on, on the guy and the coach and stuff like that. And so... Um, it's been a it's been a smooth transition so far, and now it's about kind of continuing to build and build until the season. Pat, I know it's May twenty fourth, but just what's your overall assessment right now of this collection of receivers? Yeah, I mean, we're, I think it's we're deep. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. Uh, usually, you have a good feel for kind of who you, who the guys are going to be and everything like that. But with this group, it's like every single guy. You're like, I can see him making a path and making the team. Um, and so, I mean, that's what you want. You want that competition. Um, I thought even the young guys that have stepped in have stepped in and done a lot of great things, and guys from other systems that have stepped in and done great things. So um, a lot of competition in that room will play out throughout OTAs and camp, but uh, I'm happy with where we're at in that, in that receiving room. Patrick, with the offensive line, and you got two new guys from line, and then Donovan, just your overall impressions of them. Of course, as they said, May 24th, you don't know exactly what's going to go on, but just your overall impression of guys that are going to be protecting those tackles. Yeah, no, I think we're in, a, we're in a good spot. I mean, obviously, we lost two good tackles this last year. Uh, we were bringing in two guys that have had success in other places. Um, and so they're getting familiar with the, how we do things, the, the words, what I'm saying for line of scrimmage, everything like that. Um, but as far as talent and, and work ethic, they're, they're both uh, at the very top of that. And so um, it helps to have those three guys in the middle to help kind of help them through the process of learning a new system. Um, and then, I mean, another position with the depth, I mean, if you look at our second line, you would say that starts a lot of, a lot of other places. So, I mean, I think uh, Coach Veach, I mean, Brett Veach and Coach Reed have done a great job of bringing in talent. Um, so that we have that competition day in and day out. Patrick, you had grown pretty close to uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. What did you make of that situation and then seeing him go to 28 that's become one of your big, bigger rivals in the NFC? Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, I still talk to Orlando. I mean, we, we had a, a, a we're friendship off the field just as much as on the field. And you, you understand how great of a player he is. He makes Cincinnati uh, even better football team. So uh, that stinks for us. But uh, at the same time, I'm happy for him that he got to a good place where he was able to 
uh, get a good a good contract that he that he deserved and everything like that. And then, um, we'll still have that friendship, but uh, he's a competitor like me, so we're going to be wanting to be able to brag about who wins that football game. Patrick, Patrick I think Rasheed Rice uh, ran some routes with you down in Texas before he was drafted by the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Just from that day or couple days, whatever it was, what were your impressions of him from just down there before you knew he was going to play with you? Yeah, I think uh, which I've seen now, even to, uh, to this day, now that he's been here, is I, I, I like the feel that he had when he was running the routes. A lot of times, you know, like young dudes that are extremely athletic and they just run as fast as they can, and and, and they're just running around and they don't know exactly where to be at. Where I could feel where he would he would sit there and he would listen to guys like Trav, he'd listen to Kadarius and those guys talk, and he would get a feel for how he was running the route. And obviously, you know, that he has the explosiveness. Um, the jump ball ability, but the way he was able to kind of fill throughout the zone coverages and, and pull up in the right spot, um, that's more of a veteran type mindset for a receiver. So I was very excited about that, and now we'll just continue to work him in uh, here and there and continue to push him to be better and better, and uh, he'll have an impact in this offense this year. Patrick, you have an opportunity to do anything. I mean, any event probably in the offseason you want to go to, you can go to. What's it been like, and how do you keep yourself grounded? Uh, well, you, if you have two kids, it kind of keeps you grounded. Uh, but, uh, no, I've been able to do a lot of stuff. Uh, obviously, we went to like the Met Gala and the Formula One and the Kentucky Derby, stuff that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby, but I wanted to win the Super Bowl before I went. And obviously, the last one we had COVID, that, that canceled that. So I was, I was glad that we were able to experience that. It was an awesome race. And um, it's just picking and choosing uh, what you can do. And then now we're back in football, so we're kind of really locking down and getting your body back in the, the right spot. Um, but uh, I have a few more trips, but nothing too major. I've kind of settled down for the rest of the offseason. Patrick, what's the value of this OTA time for you, and what do you enjoy about it? Yeah, it's just building those relationships. Um, we've, we've had a lot of turnover on our team over the last few years, and I think you've seen that we're still a close-knit group. I think that just comes with every, a lot of almost everybody being here for OTAs and everybody coming into training camp, and we build those relationships, and I think that's what makes us a great football team. I mean, Everyone's talented in this league, um, but I think if you get guys that are all on the same page, offense, defense, special teams, that's what takes you to the, the, the next level. At around this time of the year, so much of the conversation is about whether the starting quarterback competes in these voluntary mm -hmm. OTAs, but I, from your perspective, having the entire offensive line here, having veterans like you know Travis and obviously uh, you know Clyde, what, is it, what does it do for you, I guess? Um, yeah, it just keep, keeps you on top of things. Um, I think that you just, you're in here, uh, you're working, like you said, you're building relationships, you kind of teach the little small things that we do within our offense and everything like that. Um, but uh, I think it's just, you stay on top, you stay fresh, um, and I think that's, that's the biggest thing. And there's a lot of competition, we take care of each other um, out there, but at the same time, guys push, and it helps when guys like, the, like those veteran offensive linemen and like Trav, and all these guys are here, because then, then it shows that, hey, we all need to get in the building and, and get the work in, and Coach Reed takes care of us, and he's gonna push you, and he knows when to kind of pull back and let guys uh, enjoy uh, the offseason. We, we have played a lot of games over these last few years. Patrick, you, talk, more Patrick, guys. Patrick, you talk about building relationships. We hear about superstar players in different sports, like Michael Jordan. He wasn't really approachable, if that's what other guys have said. You try to make it a point to go and you know talk to your other guy, your teammates on your team. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, I, I grew up in a locker room, so I got to see kind of both sides of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely, the, the, the guys that were kind of more relationship guys that would, would hang out with even me or hang out with other guys, I, I knew that I wanted to be like them when I grew up. Um, and so I got to see it from both perspectives, and I knew if I were in this position, I wanted to be the guy that's shooting, shooting the locker room and, and doing whatever it is, hanging out with guys outside the building. Don't tell me you smoke the shooting part. But, <laughs> but, uh, telling, but uh, hanging out with guys outside the facility, if that's at soccer games or baseball games or anything like that. And so uh, I think that's, that's part of the culture that I kind of brought into here. 
Um, and uh, it's really cool because then you get to go out there when you have success, you, you get to go to parade, and it's uh, guys that you truly enjoy being around and, and having success with. You mentioned not being able to go to the Kentucky Derby and like other events during the COVID uh, stretch, but you know, upcoming, you guys are going to go to the White House. Just mm -hmm. what does it mean for you to have that opportunity usually given to the team that obviously wins the Super Bowl? Yeah, it'd be definitely a cool experience. Uh, I've never been to the White House or even seen it. Uh, I've been around a lot with my dad, but I haven't been able to even see it. So I'm excited to get there and see the history of it and, and the history that that, that building and, and that city has, has had on America and everything like that. And so it'll be a, a cool experience for us. Um, and I'm glad that we get to get to participate in that this year. Um, and so it'll be a, Oh, like a once-in-a-lifetime thing that I'm excited to, to experience. Last two, Todd and Bahe. It's been about three years since you got your deal, and I see chatter everywhere. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes underpaid, you know, all this stuff, some new deals are going out. Everyone's got an opinion about it. We don't get a chance to ask you about it very often. How do you feel now, three years out from your deal? Uh, what, what do you want to see happen with, with with your contract? Does it need to be renegotiated? Are you fine with how it works? Yeah, I mean, I, I always keep, me and my agent and the team, I always keep, open communication uh, and we try to do whatever is the best for the team but obviously I want to do the best for myself as well um, but at the same time I, I want to I've always said I, I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment um, but uh, I'm, I know we keep communication we see what's going on, on around the league um, but at the same time I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from keeping the great players around me so it's kind of teetering around that line. So you're not driven to be the highest paid quarterback average Per year thing that's not your no opinion. no you, you, it's kind of it's more of a you just want to do whatever to not hurt other quarterbacks whenever they their contracts come up you want to kind of keep the the bar pushing um and so it's not about being the highest paid guy it's not about making a ton of money i'm not i've made enough money where i'll be set for the rest of my life um but at the same time you gotta find that line where you're making a good amount of money but you're still keeping a lot of great players around you so you can win these super bowls and you're able to compete in these games is, is that a hard line to walk yeah, it is. I think it is for all these guys. I think you see the guys that are getting paid this this last offseason. They're trying to find that right spot. Um, everybody wants to get everybody wants to get paid a lot of money, and whenever they 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 think they're the best at their craft, they want to get paid uh, paid like that. But at the same time, if you look at the greats in the league, I mean, they they find that right spot where they're getting paid a lot of money. Um, at the same time, keep a lot of these great players around me, and so we we I understand you look at the team and. You know, you got guys like Chris and Snead and even Travis, all these guys that you need to keep around you to have these great teams. Um, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So I, I've, I've, we have open communication. I think that's the biggest thing. And you see that from Clark. You see that from Coach Reed. You see that from Beach and, and everybody. We just try to make sure that we have the best team on that football field and everybody gets what they deserve. Last one by. Patrick, what, what's it been like for you to deal with Jackson's situation? Um, honestly, it's kind of a personal thing that I just kind of – going to keep to myself. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, I come here to play football um, and try to take care of my family at the same time. So I just kind of keep it to myself and just go out there and play football when I'm in the building. And just in a bigger picture sense, it seems like you really come to know how to deal with what's personal and what's 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 private. Is, is that a process for you to navigate? I mean, do you have I think to think a, about it a lot? I think it's, it's a process everyone has to navigate in life. Um, obviously, I'm on a bigger stage. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's your family, but, but you have to come in here and do a job, and that's what I try to do every day. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. All right, guys, go for Nick. Hey, Nick. Um, you, you've seen Drew Tranquil play before, but now you've been able to get on the field with him and everything. What are your kind of first thoughts and impressions? Yeah, man, uh, I'm excited to have the ability to learn. I uh, want him to learn. I uh, want him to be um, one of the leaders in the room. Uh, in our room, he's a vet. Uh, all this guy we have in there, so we're all learning from him. Play a lot of football, play a lot of different schemes, and so he kind of brings some of that knowledge over, um, and it's helping us grow. And uh, that's kind of what we wanted. 
uh, especially as a group, man. Uh, he's athletic. Like, like we've only been playing passes uh, for the most part, so he's been able to uh, match match our routes, concepts, and get hands on balls. Uh, evident uh, the first couple of days here. Hey Nick, same question or similar question mm -hmm. about Donovan Smith. Uh, you have probably matched up against him a lot, but you played against him. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on him and what, uh, when you played against him? Yeah, man, uh, I feel like he brings a lot for our, our team, especially our um, and our, uh, our defense. Who you guys again? One more time. Uh, Donovan Smith. Yeah. 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 I'm making sure. Yeah. Um, he's versatile. Um, he brings a lot of depth for our online. Um, uh, a lot of turnover um, in that department. Uh, a lot of um, so having guys come in and um, be able to produce in that, in that uh, aspect. Um, the tackle as well. Both tackles, man. They've been helping our, our offense out, learning, uh, learning slides, learning protection calls. Um, we bring a lot of different different looks at them. Um, trying to present different things on our aspect. Uh, trying to be more diverse in that aspect of the game for our defense. And so I feel like he's done a great job um, adjusting. Uh, we have an echo calls, you know, get guys blocked. Nick, I uh, noticed a few times uh, Brian Cook and being loud yep. out there with you guys today. Yep. Um, with Juan guys, definitely going to see the field more. Do you see him on the way to being a, a, a verbal leader and a, a leader in the yeah. uh, Ever since he's a rookie, um, I can tell you he has confidence about him, um, ability to, to, to talk. Um, if he's 100% wrong, uh, he makes you believe he's 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's the confidence you got to have in the back end. Um, we're loving that. Um, so uh, he's growing. Uh, he can sell it. He, he put a lot of work in all season, all season um, in phase one, phase two, and now leading into this phase three. Uh, we have an echo cause, get guys lined up. Um, and if we're even trying to show something, we're doing something wrong, he'll be next year if we know about it. So uh, we love that. Uh, Willie's liking that too. Uh, we love the competition he brings. Nick, there was a lot of rookies last year. There was yep. eight last year, and you have a few more this year. But does it seem more fine-tuning now that a lot of those guys have a little more experience under your belt? And this coming up in OTAs and coming into St. Joe in the near future than it was last year where it was a lot more learning? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, learning definitely was a big part for us. Uh, a lot of guys moving different positions uh, half throughout the year. Uh, uh, Duffy comes in and plays the nickel position. Sneak goes back outside, plays corner. Uh, so that's a new position for him. Um, we're kind of rolling that aspect of it, kind of picking off where we left off. Uh, in terms of communication, getting on people online. Uh, again, like I tried to mention earlier, disguises and trying to present different looks. Uh, we've been working evident, uh, real hard on that aspect of the game and uh, trying to evolve in that category. So I think our young guys aren't young guys anymore. Uh, they're kind of over that part. And, uh, we're just trying to figure out where we left off last season. That's uh, playing fast. And uh, I'm trying to hold opponents to low points and uh, win football games. As someone going into their third season, how do you <coughs> how do you tell these young guys from last year, like, Hey, you've learned from the rookie season. Here's how to navigate you to not hit that, you know, sophomore slump. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, as a rookie, uh, from my own experiences, you're kind of just playing and trying to uh, not let anybody down uh, around you, the other ten guys, and as you try and grasp, you keep going. There's expectations on you, um, and so it's kind of just embracing those and uh, having fun with them. Um, it's, football's not fun without expectations, especially here. Uh, expectations to win, uh, compete for championships. So I'm um, just 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 uh, taking that in, and I'm um, just trying to evolve your game and, and be one step better every single day. Uh, I feel like that's kind of leads into the season, and uh, you just let uh, God happen. Everything else happen after that. So you just got to put yourself in that position to, to be better than you were last year. Nick, do you plan to uh, visit, go with the team on the, the White House visit? Yes, sir. And um, when you think about that, just what comes to mind, and what will it mean to you to, to have that opportunity? Yeah, ever since I was little, um, I know the championship champions. Uh, I was had opportunity to go to the White House. Um, I never had the opportunity to go to the White House uh, uh, up to this point. I'd rather be for school. Or, vacation or anything so um just so for my personal um experience i want to go experience that uh no our teammates want to experience that as well yeah to the teammate standpoint how much did you guys i guess talk amongst yourself or appreciate the idea that president joe biden did invite you guys considering that hadn't happened yeah over the last several years yeah i feel like um i feel like for me again i only speak for myself but i feel like as a team kind of 
how about get a, a champion, get an invitation, and we're going to take advantage of that, that opportunity. So, I feel like as a team on defense, for sure, we're going to take advantage of that. You have any fun trips this offseason? You're a Super Bowl champion. You made a big play in the Super Bowl. Did you get recognized more, stuff like that? Uh, I'm also, uh, I spent a lot of time in Arizona uh, already uh, last, since I left college. And so I went back out there and just had some time to, uh, to relax, um, do some ATVs, do some stuff like that um, around, um, swim a little bit. Uh, now I'm going to water in Arizona. But, <laughs> <laughs> advantage of it. but uh, yeah, I just had some time, downtown, single family, uh, some time with my siblings. Uh, they only have a lot of time to do with that. Uh, throughout the season and my dog as well. I've had some time to chill with my dog, so I'm going to take advantage of that. Nick, to Todd's point, I know you're, you're very forward-looking, but how mm -hmm. often do fans talk to you about the scooping score in the Super Bowl? What's that? Since you've been like to just discuss that. Yeah, I actually had an opportunity to go down to Mizzou, and I felt right the most there. Um, I was just happy to be down there. Uh, the fans down there, man, they, they really love the Chiefs, man. I knew that before I got there, but being a, I'm a, or I haven't graduated yet, but coming from Mizzou and then going back there, um, I feel like that was kind of the first time I ever realized how big um, they cared about the Chiefs and cared about uh, Kansas City football. Um, so just being around there, being around uh, them, my teammates, my coaches, uh, guys that's playing at Mizzou now that went there and I was there, growing up being Mizzou fans and Chiefs fans and just had the opportunity to kind of share that moment with them. And I feel like that, that's probably one of the most things I did that was kind of beneficial for myself uh, throughout the offseason. You, you say you graduated. graduated. You know, you, you said about you haven't graduated yeah. yet. How important is it for you to graduate? A lot of other athletes we've yeah. seen go back and get their degrees. How important is that? Uh, it's very important. Uh, my mom, my father, my mom, I, I'll leave with a degree. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to do that because of COVID. I kind of kept us from finishing uh, doing summer classes mm -hmm. uh, unless you actually had to have them um, in order to be eligible. So I kind of put me behind a little bit, but um, it's very important for me. Uh, I will not finish my info career without my degree. What was the occasion that brought you to Mizzou? Was it Co did Coach Drinkwitz invite you to speak to the team, or what was? Why were you over there? Oh, uh, yeah, I went down there for a uh, spring ball game. Um, it, I, that was going to be outside of Kansas because of the weather. Uh, it was kind of chilly out there in 30 degrees or something like that. So um, I didn't get to watch spring, a spring game. I guess it was open to the public, but I got a chance to kind of watch those guys down there in indoor uh, practice, um, do a little live scrimmage. I was a couple guys down there, like Chad Bailey, that I grew up with. Um, when well, I grew up with, but play went to college, play with, uh, room with them. Um, so it's good to see that guy uh, keep uh, transcending better and better every single year. So I got to see those type of guys. Are you as hungry as you were before you won the Super Bowl? Are you guys going to be as hungry? Uh, I know our defense are definitely going to be hungry. Uh, we don't really get the respect that we deserve. Um, as, as, uh, over the years, the three, four years uh, um, I've been here and I've been watching from Mizzou, uh, uh, the Chiefs defense doesn't get the uh, recognition that it deserves, uh, myself included. Um, so uh, that's the hungry aspect of it. Uh, like I said, I just say that I'm hungry as ever. Nick, are there specific things on defense where you guys want to improve from last year? Since yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, we kind of have some missed opportunities, whether it be uh, interception sacks and um, just can't get hands on balls, um, contesting catches a little bit better. The first, I think, six games, uh, we don't think that's the defense. We were as, as jailed in as we wanted to be, and the back half kind of picked up, um, so we kind of want to start, start there. Uh, start the, uh, the beginning of the season, the first six games, like the last six, and I'm just got to see what that takes us throughout the season. Along, along those lines, you know, this is a passing camp. I mean, mm -hmm. Andy Real saying it's, you know, yep. it's more for the offense, probably for the defense. Yep. Do you still do you have to embrace that part of it? You know, for you guys to be able to make those plays that you want to and improve those areas in passing, do you just kind of have to attack this and say, yeah, it's for the offense, but mm -hmm. we need to get better at this too? Yeah, I think uh, Coach Reed does a great job uh, with these camps, uh, uh, this OTAs, and into the last um, mandatory camp of, of making us use our feet and uh, our mind. Uh, those are two things I feel like we, we can build on, whether it be getting alignment, communication, showing different looks, uh, shuffling with our feet, covering with our feet, uh, keeping hands off of receivers from line of scrimmage, and on take the physicality part of the game and just playing with our minds and our feet. And I feel like that kind of helps us throughout the season, especially in the back half of the season. Uh, when, when guys get a little dinged up, you know, have the same speed, same uh, agility as you have early in the season, 
how your mind has been shocked from the last six months and how you're able to go out there and produce still. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Um, good to get into this phase three. We've obviously been going here a little bit with the phase one and two, so it's good to, good to get out and be able to go against each other with the rules that are given and um, see the guys move around competing. Anyways, that time's yours. Coach, over the years, you've got a set way you do things, and the league has kind of changed a few things and adapting through COVID through some of your phases. How, how do you think you've maybe changed any of the things you've done or kind of adapted to, to the way to the world now? Sure. Uh, well, we end up doing phase one uh, virtually. Uh, not that the league, that's not what the rule is, but I mean, just with the season being as long as it was, give the guys a little bit more time and still be able to meet with them. Uh, introduce some of the new things, talk about scheme eval, and then they all came back for phase two. So, um, you know, now you're able to go through it versus air. But uh, we haven't, it's it's okay. It's probably better for the offense than it is the defense. Uh, defense doesn't have an offense that they can go against out there. So you have coaches and trainers and everybody else being in the offense for them. So it's, uh, you know, that, that's a little different. Coach, just get excited about this. I heard some guys on the radio talking about whether you were still motivated to want to coach for 20 more years or anything like that. No, listen, I'm, I'm fired up. I, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. And so I, I love being able to teach. And this is a great teaching time So for when you're with the guys. Coach, uh, Clyde has been through a long road here with the injuries and stuff. Looked pretty good today. Just how have you seen him battle some of that, that stuff and, and come, you know, head, head up and, and do well? Yeah, you can tell he came back in, in good shape and um, is working working hard. He looks great, quick, strong. I'm happy for him. Andy, I think you guys said back in, even in March with signing Jawan that, you know, he had the talent and maybe the potential to play left tackle sure. with him. Assuming we stay in that right tackle, just what were the conversations like when you bring Donovan on, and just how has he sort of yeah. approached, you know, just playing the position he's normally played? Yeah. So for the few practices that he was at the left tackle, and Yang worked in at the right tackle, feel good about him too. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're in a good place. I think um, I believe he can do both, so mm -hmm. I don't think that's a problem. Um, he got a few snaps at that, but listen, we got we've got two veteran guys that. A lot of snaps under the belt at a high level, so we felt comfortable with that. We just see. We expected the guys behind him to compete, and uh, we should be fine. Andy, last last year around this time, I think was when you were really taking notice of how how driven Patrick was coming off the, the loss of Cincinnati after Camp Mahomes and this. I mean, I wonder if you if you see sort of the same or similar. Aspects to him right now, and how he's looking at. Yeah, he's made that happen, which is that's that's a positive thing. And he's, uh, and you guys are out there, but he's all he's a hundred percent in and uh, going after it. And challenges himself, he challenges the guys around to be great and on both sides of the ball. So everything's alive out there and moving fast. And I pre as a head coach, I appreciate that. And no doubt, how infectious that is. Sure, no, absolutely, yeah. And, uh, that's, that's what the great ones do. So he, he's, uh, he's doing a great job with that. Coach, uh, understanding that the, the camp is 
Sorry, man. Nick Duffy and Steve were out there, but not wearing a helmet, just precautionary, just working through something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, both of them. I'm going to get all the injuries. But that, yeah, they're just going easy. Coach, the competition, it seems like it's still pretty loaded. And just you just talk through what you're watching out there and what you're trying to see, because it seems like it's going to be some decisions to make out there. Yeah, we've got, listen, we've got a lot of numbers. And um, we've got some young guys that we're mixing in uh, with, the, with the ones there. And so um, uh, it's, it should be great competition. I can't wait you know, for camp where you really get an idea of uh, that next level, what they, what they can do when things are, bullets are flying, they'd say, right? I think, I think I'm losing my voice too. Uh, <laughs> with bringing in Blaine to be the backup, you know, what did you kind of see in him and what have you learned about him so far? Yeah, he's smart and uh, he's bigger than I thought he was. You know, he's a big, big kid. Um, throws the ball, strong arm. Uh, has developed a good relationship with Pat. And, uh, look forward to seeing, when, again, when things are going fast. Right now he's making sure he knows where everybody's at and has it down. So you can tell he's, he's done it before. You, you talked a lot during Pat's early years about how important it was to have a veteran guy in that room with him. Is, is that as important as it once was earlier in his career? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Um, I would tell you that uh, if you can find a good veteran player, um, uh, if something were to happen to Pat, you, that, you know, if you have confidence in a guy, that, that's not a bad way to go, just from experience sake at that spot. We saw that <clears throat> we saw that with Chad when he had to play, and did a nice job with it. Um, but I think we have a couple of good young guys, too. Do you see Bouchelle as being maybe ready for? He's, he's having a good camp up to, up to this point, in phase two, in phase three here. So he's got, he's got a pretty good feel of what's going on. And it seems like you've always kept a fullback, but obviously Michael Burton moved on. What are your plans for that position? Yeah, so the tight ends can work into that, that spot. Um, you know, we know Noah can do all of that, and that's kind of where, where we went with it. We've got a number of tight ends that we feel comfortable with. <clears throat> so uh, maybe you keep an extra tight end as, as opposed to that fullback. Coach John Ross had a, a year out of football. I presume you guys were working out. What did you like uh, and what you saw and how do you like him so far here? Yeah, listen, I like both the Rosses. <laughs> Big and little. Um, so um, the big one is uh, uh, coming along. He he's, feels good. His foot feels good. Um, the surgery that he had uh, worked out well so up to this point. Uh, he's made some nice plays for us out here. I know Pat's got trust in him, so that's good to see. And the smaller Ross is extremely fast and quick, and uh, before he got hurt, he was on a pretty good season. And so, he, uh, you know, I, I like what I see there. Yeah. Is he faster than, than you thought? Because he stood out out there today. Well, he's the one that jumped out at everybody at the combine, just the way he, when he ran. I mean, he was extremely fast. I think he set a record there. So, um, he, he can move, he can scoot down, and he's smart, which I, you need to be in this thing. So. On the, the fullback thing, you've, you've had guys here, and that's been a, a staple of what you guys do. You mentioned that you have a lot of times that it can do that. Could you see yourself ever going back to having a fullback, or is it a 
Is it a sea change for you to not have one on the roster? Yeah, we normally don't have the, the number of tight ends. That's the way we got here. So um, I, I would go back, I and mean, that's not a problem. Um, we liked what we had last year with it. Again, we were always, without the injuries, we were going to have to juggle that last year somehow. So uh, guys got banged up. It, uh, we, we got a lot of reps today with Brian Cook in the secondary work and obviously with, with Justin. Um, just what have you seen so far and what do you hope for him, potentially yeah. obviously being in that starting role? He's done a nice job. He finished the season strong. And he had some nice snaps in there so for us. And he, he's just kind of picked up from there and a nice job. A couple more guys. And Reed's done a phenomenal start. He's had a great offseason. Hmm. He's been here every day that he could be here. Just uh, working his tail off and you can see it. I mean, he, he understands what's going on better than what he did. and, and uh, He's moving around right, right now. Coach, you talked about people finishing the season strong. Scott Moore finished a uh, positive note. What are you seeing from him so far? Yeah, I like um, I like what I see getting strong. You can tell that he's worked this offseason. Uh, he was down there with Pat the whole time and um, <clears throat> never missed a day with him. So he, uh, he's doing a good job. Better understanding. Coach, how do you deal with the winning? Is it different? Is it di more difficult, or is it different dealing with a team that's coming off the Super Bowl championship like you've done before? Do you talk about that, not get complacent? Yeah, no, I, I go the other way. I mean, can we be better? Let's, you know, let's let's work on that. That that we can control. So dig in on that, and then you don't worry about the other stuff. So um, that's kind of where I've been with it. Last one. You can all get better in certain areas. Sorry. Coach, the, the new kickoff rule that was just implemented, um, everybody says special teams coordinators, Harvey Thompson said his piece. You know, how, how does it affect your game? I don't know. We'll have to go through all that. I, my, my thing is, where does it stop, right? So you yeah. start taking pieces, and, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away. You're playing flag football. That'll do it for today. Thanks to Randy Mason for putting together the show and to our Sportsbeat Casey staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Morning Sports Edition has you covered with news about the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, the current KU, Mizzou, K-State, all of it, plus national news, features, and columns. It's the nation's best digital sports page, and you can find it at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. Yeah.